this is a disciple alert for times such as this these days that we live in you guys are difficult it's not easy not easy facing the evil that's around us I was doing study and it so happens that during this study came up upon Psalm 118 verse 8 let me read it for you from the New American Standard Psalm 118 verse 8 it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man now in the study that I was in the scholar that was that I was listening to he talked about the fact that there are some who mistakenly say that Psalm 118 verse 8 is the middle verse of the entire Bible so if you're looking for that one middle verse there are some who say this is it now this can't be not only did that scholar that I was listening to say it but I also agree uh, this is easily something to prove that's not true I'm not going to address this now you can always email me if you want more information it's got a lot to do with the fact that we have so many different translations and our translations are not perfect and on top of that they differ from each other and besides that today because of Jerome and the Catholic Church we have 66 Bibles or 66 books in the Bible in Jesus's day if you count, even count with the New Testament there were only 49 and that changes everything but at any rate I was continuing my study and uh, from this one scholar and he said something very interesting he said Psalm 118 verse 8 certainly is not the middle verse of the Bible but it should be and that really caught my attention this verse is a short and in Hebrew only five words so this verse is a short five-word statement seemingly capturing the essence of God's Word it's the fact that when we read this the center of our trust should be in God let me read that again Psalm 118 verse 8 it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man it reminded me of Genesis 3 Adam and Eve they did not trust God they disobeyed him the snake came and said you could be like gods and all of a sudden their idea was that they could be like gods they could be like God and all of a sudden they were looking at themselves having confidence in themselves having trust in themselves and so began the story of the downfall of man and why Jesus had to come in Genesis 15 verse 5 Abraham trusted in God and it was counted to him as righteousness the word trust there is the Hebrew word aman Strong's number 539 and every Hebrew word has a picture that goes with it because it gets a conceptual meaning the picture here 
can be carrying a child. So in other words, the trust that Abraham had was like him living every day thinking that he was God's son being cared for by the Father, being cared for by God. Being cared for like a father carrying a child. Amon has a picture of being held up. And so indeed, Abraham's trust was living a life knowing that he was held up by God. It was based upon action. Now this goes to Jesus. Jesus says, you'll remember this, that if we believe, though we're dead, yet we will live. This is in Matthew chapter 11. Now the word believe there in Greek is pistyucho. The Strong's number is 4100, G4100. And pistyucho, if we take it to the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures, we find the Hebrew word that it's associated with this. Guess what? It's aman. It's the same word used with regards to Abraham's trust in God. Jesus is saying we need to have that same type of faith, that same type of trust. We need to have that same reliance upon him that we live our life and we picture ourselves as a child being carried by the Father. We live our lives and endure everything that's around us being held up by the Father. Psalm 118, verse 8, wow, seems to capture all of this in five Hebrew words. So this is a disciple alert for times such as this. These days that we live in, you guys, are difficult. It's not easy. Not easy facing the evil that's around us. I was doing study, and it so happens that during this study, came up upon Psalm 118, verse 8. Let me read it for you from the New American Standard. Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Now, in the study that I was in, the scholar that was that I was listening to, he talked about the fact that there are some who mistakenly say that Psalm 118 verse 8 is the middle verse of the entire Bible. So if you're looking for that one middle verse, there are some who say this is it. Now this can't be. Not only did that scholar that I was listening to say it, but I also agree uh, this is easily something to prove that's not true. I'm not going to address this now. You can always email me if you want more information. It's got a lot to do with the fact that we have so many different translations and our translations are not perfect and on top of that they differ from each other. And besides that, today because of Jerome and the Catholic Church we have 66 Bibles or 66 books in the Bible. In Jesus' day if you count, even count with the New Testament, there were only 49. And that changes 
everything. But at any rate, I was continuing my study and from this one scholar and he said something very interesting he said Psalm 118 verse 8 certainly is not the middle verse of the Bible but it should be and that really caught my attention this verse is a short and in Hebrew only five words so this verse is a short five word statement seemingly capturing the essence of God's Word. It's the fact that when we read this, the center of our trust should be in God. Let me read that again. Psalm 118, verse 8. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It reminded me of Genesis 3. Adam and Eve, they did not trust God. They disobeyed Him. The snake came and said, you could be like gods. And all of a sudden, their idea was that they could be like gods. They could be like a god. And all of a sudden, they were looking at themselves, having confidence in themselves, having trust in themselves. And so began the story of the downfall of man and why Jesus had to come. In Genesis 15, verse 5, Abraham trusted in God and it was counted to him as righteousness. The word trust there is the Hebrew word aman. Strong's number 539. And every Hebrew word has a picture that goes with it because it's a conceptual meaning. The picture here can be carrying a child. So in other words, the trust that Abraham had was like him living every day thinking that he was God's son being cared for by the Father, being cared for by God. Being cared for like a father carrying a child. Amon has a picture of being held up. And so indeed, Abraham's trust was living a life knowing that he was held up by God. It was based upon action. Now this goes to Jesus. Jesus says, you'll remember this, that if we believe, though we're dead, yet we will live. This is in Matthew chapter 11. Now the word believe there in Greek is pistyucho. The Strong's number is 4100, G4100. And Pistucho, if we take it to the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Scriptures, we find the Hebrew word that is associated with this. Guess what? It's Aman. It's the same word used with regards to Abraham's trust in God. Jesus is saying we need to have that same type of faith, that same type of trust. We need to have that same reliance upon him that we live our life and we picture ourselves as a child being carried by the Father. We live our lives and endure everything that's around us being held up by the Father. Psalm 118 verse 8. Wow. 
seems to capture all of this in five Hebrew words. So again, in the English, we read from the New American Standard, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Now, as I mentioned, there's only five Hebrew words here, and the Hebrew is tov, lachasot, beyave, mebetach beadam. Tov, lachasot, beyave, mebetach beadam. Now, when we study this in the Hebrew, tov lachasot is from the Hebrew word kasa. Strong's number is 2620. And it has a picture of somebody running to a shelter. Somebody fleeing for protection or trying to flee to seek protection. It has the picture of somebody seeking to hide under a shadow. So we have tov lachasot be yave and the be before Adonai or Be before Yud Hey Vav Hey means in. So we are to run to the shelter in God. We are to run for protection in God. We are to run to the shadow of Adonai. Now the rest of it is Me Betach Be Adam. The Me before the Hebrew word Betach, a Mem or we would say an M, is the preposition meaning from. So this is from Betach. Betach, the Hebrew Strong's number is 982, means reliance or confidence in. It's got a very interesting picture. It's laying down on your back. Now I've got my little puppy, my little Benny, and there are sometimes I'll just come over there, he'll be sleeping on the couch, and I'll come next to him, and I'll start petting him on his back. And what he'll do is he'll turn all the way over on his back and just kind of spread his paws front and back like he's just totally surrendering to me so I can rub his tummy. And that's kind of for us, too, totally surrendering ourselves. In other words, release, just showing that we're releasing all our power and our and our surrender to the confidence in man. So when we understand this, we have a better translation. The English in, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. But the translation from the Hebrew indicates that it's good to flee and seek protection to run into the shadow of the Lord from us surrendering our trust and reliance in man. We're running from something. We're fleeing away from us surrendering our trust and reliance in man. Now there's a related verse. This is Jeremiah 17, 5. New American Standard says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind. Notice the word trust there. And makes flesh his strength, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. And this is what we're supposed to be running away from. This is the what we're supposed to fleeing from. 
is it the fact that God is trying to teach us that this is one of the things that's maybe easy for us to do? Now, it's very interesting because it says, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind. The Hebrew word there is betach. It's the same word that we read in Psalm 118, verse 8. The surrendering. The surrendering totally to the reliance on man. But here, we will be cursed. The Hebrew word there is arar. And the Strong's number is H779. And I find it interesting that when you take the word cursed... And you try to find synonyms for the word cursed and relate it to the Bible. One of the things you come up with is damned, doomed, or excommunicated. Cut off from God and cut off from the fellowship of our brothers and sisters who are disciples in Jesus. Jeremiah 17, 5, thus says the Lord, man will be excommunicated, totally cut off from fellowship with God and fellowship with fellow believers if they totally surrender their reliance in man and make flesh his strength. So why this alert? It really came upon me that am I looking at these days, these days right now that are, that are very difficult. There's evil all around us. It's not easy being a disciple of Yeshua in times like this. And some of you who have taken my class on what it means to be a disciple of Yeshua, a disciple of Jesus, a disciple of Rabbi Yeshua, know exactly what I mean. Now we're men, we're women, young, old. And we see all these things going on around us and we just it, it's easy to fear it's easy to it's easy to question God but what are we supposed to do here's the alert Psalm 118 verse 8 it seems to says it, say it all Tov run run from trusting in men Run to the arms of our bridegroom. Run to the arms of your father. A while back I did another podcast. The podcast was entitled 911. I've linked you to that podcast as well. It, it, it approaches this topic from a completely different perspective. So if you go to the website, www.lightamenorah.org, and you find the alert sign for this alert podcast, underneath there, there you will find some brief words of introduction, and there there will be the link to that podcast that's called 911. I think both of these together are so important for our day, for our time right now. So are you going to church this Sunday? Some of you say the Sabbath is Sunday. There are other 
believers that I know say that the Sabbath is the biblical Sabbath, Shabbat, on Saturday? Are you going to go out of habit? Am I going to go out of habit? Because it's the thing to do? Are we going to that service and we don't even know what it's about? Why are we going? I think when we look at our times, we say, I want to run. And to show God that I want to be under his shadow and under his refuge. And I want to be part of the community. I want to be part with my brothers and sisters who are facing the same dilemmas. That all of us will be under the shadow of his wings. We've run from evil and falsehood all around us. If there is a purpose for going to church on this Sabbath, this is one of those reasons. It's a way of showing God we definitely want to act according to Psalm 118, verse 8. We want to flee. We want to run. We want to come to him away from our reliance on man. It's an action that can be seen. It can be measured. To show Yeshua that he is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Now, are you praying in these times of difficulty? In these times of evil? Are you praying for the innocent? You're praying for people who are suffering tremendously? Are you praying for people who are persecuted? The one thing that we have to realize, Jesus, God, our Lord, is not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's not on the left. He's not on the right. Jesus is not a liberal and he's not a conservative. He's God. He's the Lord. And he said that because he loved the world, Republicans and Democrats and left and right and liberal and conservative, even those who are not believers, and he said, I sent my son for all of them. So are you praying? Oh, yeah. We should pray for the innocent. We should pray for the suffering. We should pray for the persecuted. But in times like this, Jesus says he's going to kick it up a notch. This is not easy. These are the very words of our Lord and his disciples. We want to be like him and to live according to what he teaches us. What does he say in Matthew 5, 43 through 45? He says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now let me just stop here real quick. Jesus is saying that you've heard it said that you love your enemies and hate, uh, love your uh, neighbor and hate your enemy. In Jesus' day, and this is what Jesus is doing, he's commenting on his day. There was a great dislike and perhaps even a hatred against Samaritans. I've heard it once said from a scholar that the Jews hated the Samaritans more they hated Jesus. It was said in Jesus' day that all Gentiles are unclean. Avoid them. 
they're your enemies. So in Jesus' day, there was this idea of taking people who are not like you and thinking they're, they're lower than you, hating them even. That's what he meant. It's not in the Bible to hate your enemy. Nowhere. So Jesus says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who's in heaven. In other words, this is an aspect of being a son of the Father. This is an aspect of being part of the community of God. For he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. You talk about kicking it up a notch. I don't care what political persuasion you are. But perhaps for you, there's a political figure you despise. You cannot stand. What does Jesus say? Kick it up a notch. Pray for them. You're aware of a terrorist that you read about. A terrorist who has massacred people. What are you supposed to do? Jesus says, kick it up a notch. If you're my disciple, you will pray for that, that man or that woman that's a terrorist. In our days, we have seen men arise that are dictators, cruel leaders, taking away the rights of people, attacking the innocent. Jesus says, kick it up a notch. Pray for them. So for me, it's as if the Lord was trying to get to me during my studies in the past week. Our world is faced with evil. Some of us, it has affected us directly. And here at the same time, with a lot of these amazing world-shattering events happening, I'm studying Psalm 118, verse 8. It was almost as if the Lord was telling me, alerting me, John, at this time, run. Run to him. John, flee. Flee to me. To be under my shadow, under the shadow of my wings. Seek my shelter. Come to me who will carry you like a child. Get away from the trust in man. So indeed, at times like this, the Lord is alerting us to return to his word to return to those things that he has established in his word. And we just don't believe them, we live them. Just like Abraham. He trusted God. The, the Hebrew word again, is that Hebrew word is Aman. He actually lived trusting in God, relying on God. Looking upon God as his father, carrying him. And so too for us. 
So, fellow disciples, he's alerting us. It's time, time and times like this, that he wants us to return to him and to seek his refuge and his strength so that we can continue on being his disciples and walking this road in the midst of all these difficulties. Shalom.